episode 15 of Oaktown Boys. Uh, my name is Dan. I'm Corey. And man, another weird one. <laughs> another roller coaster. We are indeed riding a wave or roller coaster over here. Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's scary. It's usually all of those things within one week. and, and uh, Or within one game, within <laughs> one inning. Yeah, yeah and within, encapsulated in a very small area. Um... Alrighty, so, who started off started off losing six to three to the White Sox. Not a great way to start the week. Um, Caprillion wasn't great. Um, he didn't give up. He didn't give up much. He gave up one one run in four innings, but he was fighting it. He threw a lot of pitches. Um, threw ninety two pitches in four innings. And yeah, if they would have sent him out there for another inning, he would have thrown, probably thrown another thirty five. You know, he just like wasn't getting anyone out. Um, well, he was getting people out. He just wasn't doing it very efficiently, and he didn't look like he had it very well. But he made it through four, only gave up one run. It was 1-1 at that point. They scored the top of the first. We scored in the bottom of the first, and things held for a while. Uh, Puck comes in in the top of the fifth and literally can't get anyone out. AJ Puck was, was awful. He was, he was really, 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 really bad. Lo and behold, he was shortly sent down. Yeah, he, was, uh, he gave up three. He gave up... Five hits and three runs and got one person out. Uh, Jeffries came in, pitched a little bit better. I don't know, but they just lost. They, they we didn't. The offense didn't really get going. Um, if we were gonna win, it was gonna be a low scoring game. And then Puck gave up three runs, and then Dalton Jeffries gave up two more runs. They just lost. It was a bad game. Um, so that's how the week started. Started off on a bad note. I was not feeling very good about the direction we were going. Yeah, honestly. They continued to lose after that brutal Toronto Blue Jays series. Yeah. And then Wednesday came and Frankie Montas was the man for the job. Again, he stepped up big time with seven innings, struck out seven, walked two, gave up one run, six hits. Andrew Chafin came in and pitched the last two. And after the eighth inning, he was seen in the dugout just telling Bob, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. He only threw like I don't know ten pitches or less. It was not very many. Yeah. So went back out there for the ninth, and the A's won. It was uh, easy. It was easy. It was one of the more relaxed victories in a while, and it was huge that Montas again was a, a stopper when the A's needed him most. Matt Chapman stayed hot with another home run. Chad Pinder had a big triple, uh, RBI triple. Uh, everyone kind of helped out. Gomes had a big hit. Elvis had a big hit. Olsen had a big hit. It was a great day, and it was the start of a little mini winning streak. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was, uh, it was one of the more chill all-around games of the year. They just got up by a little bit early, built a little bit. Montas was pitching well. It was just a good baseball game. It was a good, solid win. It's always great to beat up on Dallas Keuchel. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, not, not quite as much fun as it was in the playoffs, but, um... Still fun. Um, anyway, Thursday, um, Sean and I picked up, literally picked up right where Frankie Montas left off. Mania was a little bit better, honestly. Um, as good as Frankie was and as clutch as that was, Mania was better. Yep. Um, he, nine Ks in seven innings, five hits, one walk, one run. Um, 
no home runs, but the offense scored enough. I mean, it was they scored. They only scored three runs, but they only needed two to win because uh, Montas was great, and then Romo came in and was good, and Chaffin came in and was good again. And at this point, um, I think we were both a little bit cautiously optimistic about the bullpen. Um, we were to be proven wrong, but at this point, it felt good. Um, and it, it was nice to see Montas and Manaya uh, have good back-to-back starts. If we can, you know, every time that happens, you know, if that's if that's happening, we're going well, yep. you know. Um, and it's good to see starters going seven. We were having a lot of trouble with that not that long ago. So Back-to-back um, excellent starts by Sean Manaya. And when the bullpen isn't pitching well, it's nice to have your starters go um, as long as they can because that means that you have a good, at least one good pitcher pitching that day. Um, so three to one win, it was great. It wasn't as stressful as the, a three to one win normally is, honestly. And uh, what's his name? Lopez Rodri- Reynaldo Lopez. He had he had the ace number going into that game. He had yeah. like fifteen scoreless innings in a row against them, or something crazy. And he was generally looking pretty nasty. He made an error by throwing a ball away trying to pick off Marte on second base, and Marte came around to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the A's got a little bit of um, an aid from the White Sox defense. And Sully Marte just continues to make things happen no matter where he is on mm-hmm. the diamond. It's crazy. So, good game. Good win. And two in a row. Don't call it a win streak yet, but getting close. Two in a row. The A's made it three in a row on Friday with a excellent 10-5 to victory over the Rangers with a Big six-run second inning, uh, tacked on two more two-run innings in the fourth and fifth, and generally held held them down. Paul Blackburn did not have a great start, went two and two-thirds. And then Dioli Scarra stepped up big time, 2.1 innings, and uh, no runs allowed. Blackburn gave up four. And then the rest of the bullpen did great. Birch Smith gave up one in the ninth, but Trevino, Petit, and Diekman were all scoreless. I love deals. You know, I'm, we've been talking so far this week, everything we've covered, the bullpen's been great. It's not really that surprising they had some hiccups at some point. I guess it's true. And this is, I didn't, I, I don't think I paid enough attention to this game. I was so excited that we won and that we'd won three in a row. I didn't really, I don't think I fully processed that Blackburn didn't get out of the third inning. Yeah, the bullpen um, had to go six and a third. Yeah, and I think at that point I was so stressed that he was going to blow it. Um that the fact that, I don't know, whatever, yeah, good point, good point. The, the bullpen did pitch a lot this week, um, and they, they, there were stretches, long stretches of them pitching well. Um, but we are about to venture into some territory the, where that is not true. The A's got 16 hits in this game, no home runs, another triple. That was three games in a row with a triple. Marte had a triple here. Four-hit game from Olsen, three-hit game from Tony Kemp and Marte, two-hit game from Murphy and Andres. It was a great day for the offense. Um, I thought Glenn Otto was going to get the best of them, so I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, no. We were talking about how we can't be beaten by Glenn Otto. Can't be beaten by Glenn Otto. And he had the look of one of those guys that was just going to somehow spin eight shutout innings against us at the least most inopportune time. So, yeah, so going into Saturday, motions are great. Feeling good. Three in a row. We're having one three in a row. And uh, for most of Saturday, it was great. They scored in the first four innings. One in the first, one in the second, one in the third, three in the fourth. Um, they did give up two in the top of the fourth. But they're up 6-2 after four, and they're cruising. Um, everything's going fine. 
Um, Cole Irvin was great. Cole Irvin, uh, Cole Irvin gave up, gave up, like I said, two, gave up two in the top of the fourth. Other than that, was great. Uh, gave up six hits, one walk, struck out eight. Um, and then the top of the eighth inning comes along, Sergio Roma comes in and couldn't get anyone out. Uh, got two outs, but three hits, uh, a walk, four earned. Chafin came in and gave up a go-ahead home run to DJ Peters, I believe. Um, to go down 7-6. Uh, that was five in the top of the eighth. And then Petit came in in the top of the ninth to manage the damage and didn't. Gave up a home run to DeLotus Tavares. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, the offense just didn't score anymore. They, they had scored early and weren't looking to score late, I don't think. And just didn't. And tough loss. Crazy, crazy, crazy thing to give up six runs in the top of the eighth and the top of the ninth. Especially after Irvin had given up a little bit early and settled down and he had shut them down. They were they were looking lifeless and then we blew a huge game. It was yeah. a huge game. I mean, it took Romo, Chafin, and Petit all giving up a home run. And Chafin's pitch to Heim for the home run to blow the lead was just such a terrible pitch. Yeah, and it was one of, maybe one of the worst O two 2 pitches I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Um, and it was just tough. It was, this was, it was, if they, if they don't end up making the playoffs, this will be one of those games where we're like, well, that was the game. (laughs) They definitely got beat that game. That was a backbreaker. That felt like a backbreaker. Um, and then, so yeah, tough, tough, tough loss on Saturday heading into Sunday. And it stayed tough. Stayed tough. James Caprillion did not really have it again. He just looks tired. However, Dalton Jeffries does seem like he's got it, and he stepped up and went three and a third to fill in after James only went three and two thirds. And he bridged the gap, so Deekman and Trevino were the only two members of the uh, usual bullpen who had to pitch. But yeah, Jeffries, I'm not mad at Jeffries. Jeffries He's been looking pretty good. Yeah. Gomes had a big home run to get us back in the game. Olsen had a big home run to to get us within one. And that was in the sixth inning, but the A's just stopped scoring. Um, Got down to a 4-0 lead early, and it ended 4-3. Just a bummer of a game. A's got to win some of these close games, or else it's going to slip away. Yeah. And that was the week. It was a bummer way for the week to end, especially after starting Saturday morning, riding so high. My moment of the week was Andrew Chafin stepping up on Wednesday and going two innings, just saying, screw it with the traditional one-inning reliever BS. We're going to win this game. I'm the best reliever you got. And it worked. And unfortunately, he gave up a big home run later in the week, but that's the way life goes. So I'm hoping just to see more of that empty the gas, empty the tank type of mentality. And there's only two weeks left. And, you know, I don't care about preserving the arms as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, we need we need the people that are going to get outs that are going to give us the opportunity to make the playoffs at this point. So, um, yeah, it was that was big. And, and we were wondering, you know, I mean, it's, it's a question now. Who's going to close out games? Who's going to close games? And he, yeah, I think he, I want to say he finished the eighth with like eight pitches, something like that. And, you know, we were both kind of like, eh, should probably go out there for the ninth. <laughs> nobody you know, else. We should definitely him. go out there for the ninth. And, uh, it's a, you know, I mean, we, it, he was talking to Bob Melvin, and, you know, Bob Melvin continues to be a reasonable man and said, absolutely, 
and Chafin did it, and uh, it's, it was we needed we you know we need every win we can get, so that's that was clutch. Um, my moment of the week is Matt Olson. Matt Olson clearing the bases on that um, that game on Friday. It was uh, we were up three to one. We had scored three runs, given up a run, batting again in the bottom of the bottom of the second, and uh, it was just it felt like the biggest lead that we had in a very long time, you know. And uh, it was like funny he he still got tagged out like between first and second or second and third, I think. But regardless, it was uh, so there was as everything is going right now, there was a little bit of. A bad part. It wasn't just totally good. He did totally. He did get tagged out. It wasn't a great base running play by Matt Olson, but he did knock in three runs. Um, gave us a big lead in a game that we ended up winning. So uh, and that ball was barely fair. I really. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, that could have easily been foul. Yes, yes. So uh, that was my moment of the week. Matt Olson. Matt Olson. Just I mean, having a huge year. Just another another big moment in what is a huge year. He's uh, he's going full breakout right now. You know, this is uh, he's having. The, the raw numbers are good, and the advanced numbers are also good. He's going full, full breakout. So my first uh, topic, I thought it would be fun to revisit the bullpen hierarchy, and breaking news, da-da-da, there's a change to the roster. Oh, yeah? Birch Smith has been DFA'd, and we now have Domingo Acevedo back up. Yeah, um, you know, Birch Smith, I... I can, Bert Smith did have some good outings, you know, like there were randomly every third or fourth time he'd pitch, he'd go two innings and he'd look unhittable. And then we'd start to think, you know, maybe Bert Smith can be the long guy. And then, yeah, he'd give up like five runs in an inning. Um, so I'm, I'll miss him a little bit. I won't miss him that much. <laughs> I don't hate this move. Um, Acevedo's looked great in AAA. He looked just kind of funky and off when we saw him briefly, but I, doesn't mean he can't make it work. No. And he throws hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the hierarchy here because this has been a fluid thing all year long. I'm thinking Chafin's the top dog. Yeah, Chafin for Who's number Chafin two? For like saves, for sure, right? or Deke, Just like in terms of, not even saves, but... Highest leverage moments. Leverage moments, yeah. yeah. Um, Romo and Diekman next. Chafin. And Petit, maybe. Chafin, I think Chafin and Petit, probably. I still, I mean, still you know... still have a lot of faith in Petit. I do. I still have a lot of faith in Yusmar Petit. Um... Because he's, you know, I mean, even everything still looks pretty good for him right now. You know, I mean, and even in that game, it was like he gave up the go-ahead home run. He gave up the run to make, he gave up the home run to make it a two-run game. But, you know, I, Yusmero Petit is still can't, not. Can't really forget about all the stuff he did. He's still getting outs in pretty big spots. Um, but after that, man, I don't know. Garrett's I guess Deekman. Deekman has been, yeah, he's been striking a lot of people out. You know, I mean, Diekman seems to be as on his game as he's Still actually no, Garrett definitely Garrett, Garrett definitely Garrett, Diekman. definitely Garrett. Um, Chafin, Petit, and Garrett might even be tied right now. Yeah, I kind of um, agree with that. And then Diekman probably, and I think those are four guys that I'm not super mad at. Diekman right now. Romo are almost on the same plane. Romo, I yeah yeah. I, Romo, Diekman is, hasn't, Romo is number one for a moment. Yeah, that's true. But second. Diekman also hasn't blown up the way Romo has blown up a couple times recently. So yeah, um, he just walks people. And yeah, it, when it, when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work, and it hasn't been working occasionally recently. So there's so. that chunk. Then you got yeah. Lou Trevino. Lou Trevino is pretty hopeless right now, man. <laughs> it's it's been bad. 
I mean, he has been. I mean, Luchavino's in the group. He was reasonably useful this week, which was good. Um, and then you got Miguel Romero and, and Domingo it, right? Acevedo. Yeah. Oh, Domingo Acevedo. I haven't yes. really. Have we even seen Romero pitch? If we did, no, I was asleep. I don't think so. Um, it's a. It's honestly, it's a mess. It's it's kind of a mess, and it it doesn't have to be a mess. You know, like the the whole is way less than the sum of the parts right now. You know, like they are. It's crazy to look at some of these dudes like ERAs and stuff and see it that they're not super high because it feels like they're just getting torched, absolutely torched every game or at least three times a week. So, you know, the fact that any of these guys have an ERA under four is, a, is an absolute miracle to me. But um, then they go out there and they prove me wrong, though. You know, I mean, we have they seem distant right now, but we have discussed stretches where they've been absolutely dominant this year. I will say this. The A's and their bullpen specifically are due to get hot. They're yeah. due to get crazy hot at the exact right time. And they've been hot at points this year, so it wouldn't even be entirely out of character. It would just be something that hasn't been happening for a while. Um, so I, for that reason, I agree with you, absolutely, that may, there is a chance that this is a lull, and if it happens... Today, you know, I mean, if it starts today, they have time. They do. It'll be fine. And um, but they don't have another week. We don't have another no, three and don't. three. We don't have. We can't be having this same conversation on this they, podcast next week. They could maybe survive with another three and three week, maybe. But I mean, if the if the bullpen if the bullpen's going to pitch the way the bullpen pitched this week, then they're toast. You know, the, the bullpen needs to be much better than it was for them to even have any help. Um. But, I mean, there's some things going in their favor, I think. Like you said, it, 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 all it just needs to do is swing back the other way to, way the, to a way that they've pitched earlier this year. And we'd be okay. We'll at least be in the playoffs, and then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So, but, yeah, uh, I'm looking for us to come up with a magic recipe right now. I think you got to make Chafe in the closer. I think that's... you. I think you I have think to... we should use him for two-inning appearances a lot more. I... I guess I guess the I guess who's closer doesn't even really matter that much, right? No, no, it doesn't. Um, I'd like to see Chad Pinder step up, big time, start being a productive big leaguer again. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see Sky Bolt sent down. I'm happy with what I've seen from Chris Davis. Honestly, he he hasn't he hasn't homered yet, but he's hit a couple balls really hard and. You know, Homer when when if and when homers come for him, they come in bunches. Chris Davis hitting home runs is part of the magic recipe. That's for um, sure. Sky yeah. Bolt down for Seth Brown. Oh no, Seth Brown's already up. I don't know. Who's I don't even know in? what to do with Sky Bolt. I don't really want to. I mean, I'm down. I I think I would like to see a little bit of Nick Allen, honestly. Nick um, Allen could be fun. I or you know someone. I just Elvis Andrus is just. It's kind of lost in the sauce of everything else right now, but he's not hitting the ball again. You know, he it well, he wasn't he was hitting the ball pretty hard, but you I, know, in this season where it seems like it's going to come down to inches, at the end of the year, we will have to like grapple with the fact that we ran Elvis Andrews out there at short shortstop one hundred and sixty two games, and we could have just paid Marcus. Or done, or done literally any number of other things. You know, like, it's... Pay Marcus is, like, 1A. That's the top of the pyramid. Ways we could have solved the shortstop issue. Pay Marcus Simeon. Kept him around. Um, but not even further down from that. There are... No one traded for Trevor Story. 
You know, like no one traded for Trevor Story, and I and obviously that could be because the asking price for Trevor Story was way too high. But I mean, I there were there were shortstops, there were shortstops they could have gotten, and for some reason they are they were one hundred percent. And I wonder if it's because they couldn't dump Elvis Andrus's contract, like nobody was going to take Elvis Andrus, so they would have had to just kind of eat yeah. it. But I don't know. That's that will I don't think, continue to frustrate me, honestly. I don't think anyone else is going to be playing shortstop unless he gets injured. Yeah, but I mean, I it's that stinks kind of at this point. They could talk, They could do the Chapman to short Harrison at third thing. But I, I, I agree totally. But I just don't. I agree that I don't think they're going to. I think they're sticking with know. the hand. I do wonder where Mitch Moreland is in terms of coming back. Yeah, it would be um, nice if he was back and hitting well. Yeah, because he's mean, been hitting the ball hard all year. He has been. And he's going to be taking good at bat. I mean, that's the that's what's bumming me out about Elvis Andrus. Sometimes, okay, not even good at bats. I'm know? gonna I'm gonna spit out three tangible things that I think are going to happen. Okay, one of Bassett, Fires, or Jeffries are going to end up pitching multiple games in the rotation as starters before the season's over. That's part of my key to success. Lou Trevino regains his form, gives us another arm in the later innings, and Chris Davis starts crushing. Those are my keys to success. Okay, my keys to success. My Chevrolet keys to success. My, yeah, the response. We forgot to tell you we're sponsored by Chevy. Just just kidding. (laughs) We aren't. Um, I think, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Um, Mark Hanna needs to get hot. If Mark Hanna gets hot, that goes a long way towards uh, solving our problems. Solving some of our problems, at least. Um, we need Cole Irvin to keep pitching the way that Cole Irvin is. If Cole Irvin is going to go on one of those runs that he went on in the middle of the year, where there was like six or seven starts in a row, where it seemed like he was going seven innings every game, um, I will take that from Cole Irvin. Um, and kind of to agree with you a little bit, I think at some point uh, Don Jeffries takes James Caprillion's rotation spot because James Caprillion just isn't, tired. isn't getting outs anymore. Um, and, you know, he's still throwing like 94, 95. So it seems like I don't think James Caprillion's like hurt or, you know, like broken or anything. I think he's just, yeah, I think he's kind of pooped. I think this is the longest he's ever pitched. I think the most innings he's ever thrown by what is probably a considerable margin. Um, I haven't really even looked it up, but... I mean, he's never really pitched before, professionally. He's just been hurt the whole time. Yeah, so I mean, I... On it's on his... On, on baseball reference. Um, he pitched 11 innings in 2015 in the Yankees. Everything before 2019 is in the Yankees minor league system. But there are only... He threw 29 innings for the Yankees professionally. And then... Came to Oakland, um, 68 innings in 2019, and then three innings last year in the majors from the alternate site, I believe, at the end of the year. Hmm. Um, And so he's gone from that to now, this year, 105 innings. And that that is quite the uptick in workload. Um, Because, you know, I mean, you're not throwing, you're not even throwing nearly that much in college. What's the most he ever threw in college? Let me see here. 
Um, yeah, okay, so he threw 100, he threw 105 and 20, 106 in 2014, 106.2 in 2015. That's by far the most until now. Yes, so the last time he ever threw over 100 innings was college. And you yeah, imagine he pitches a lot behind behind the scenes, but yeah, I mean a lot of that time he's injured. So well, and a lot of it is yeah. into, I, I like a lot of it is just like like mentally stressful stuff. You know, True. I mean, like you, yeah. it's mentally taxing situations. You know, and you got to like build your build build the mental part of your game up a little bit. So I would, I think, uh, yeah, time time to see what Donald Jeffries can do because he looks good. Um, Love that two seamer. And also, I just we have to lament. We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, but we have to lament the loss of Trevor Rosenthal and all of these problems. It sure would be nice if he was coming out of the pen throwing 99. Yeah, if he was doing everything he was doing last year, it would have been really, really cool to have him as part of our bullpen because that would, I think, have helped a lot of other pieces slot into place and maybe um, fit a little bit, fit together a little bit better. So, RIP <laughs> Trevor Rosenthal 2021 yeah. A season. So Starling Marte is hitting three forty-five as an Oakland A, and it got me thinking, what's the highest an Oakland A has ever hit? So I was looking at the Oakland A's, and pro- actually it's like athletics records of all time. So I'm going to quiz you on a few of these. Okay. Because I wasn't expecting some of these. Well, who do you think has the highest batting average in A's history? So back to like 1900. Um, can I can I have like two two quantifying questions? Yep. And you can totally tell me whether you want to answer them or not. Yep. Um, is it is he a Philadelphia athletic or is he an Oakland athletic? Philadelphia. Uh, Jimmy Fox. No. That's a great mm-hmm. great guess. Is it a name I should know? Eh, maybe. You'll you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. I don't know. It was Nap La Lahoy or LaJoy. Oh know. yeah, we looked that guy. He up. hit four twenty six in nineteen oh one. I don't know how long he played for the A's. I think he was more known for playing <laughs> for twenty for Cleveland. He hit four twenty six. I was like, okay, Marte is not that close. <laughs> uh, highest on base percentage. This was in two thousand and one. Jason Giambi. Jason Giambi four seventy seven. Wow, he's pretty zowie. good. Highest slugging percentage. Um, ooh, okay. Okay. Let me think. Mark McGuire? No, earlier than that. Reggie Jackson? No, Philadelphia guy. Oh, Jimmy Fox? Jimmy Fox. Uh. 749 (laughs) in in 1932. Double X, man. Okay, okay, how about this? Um, Looks like there's been six... A's players ever to play all 162 games. Several have done it multiple times. Can you name two of them? Okay, yeah, let me think. One of them's on the team right now. And he did it in 2018. All 162. Two of them were from the great early 2000s teams. Um... Oh, 162. Let me think. Uh, is one of them Matt Olson? Mm-hmm. Okay. He did it in 2018. In 2018. And then... Uh, 
Negata Hara? Negata Hara. He did it three times. Wow. Okay. 2001, 2002, and 2003. So cool. He had a pretty sweet streak going. That is. That's dope. T Long also did it twice. Wow. Terrence Long. Alfredo Griffin did it twice. Sal Bando three times. Mm-hmm. And Norm Seaburn, who I've never heard of. Dude, they were showing some. They were showing Sal love some. <laughs> they were showing Sal Bando some love on MLB TV the other day. They were nice. talking about his like. Uh, they were talking about his like five year peak. From like the late sixties to early seventies, and you know how like for Hall of Fame voting they consider that like seven year peak. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, I mean, if he had, if the first year and the last year had been like better, then we're talking about like all time seven year. But they were saying, you know, like he was, he was, uh, you know, I mean, well, I mean, three World Series rings, obviously, but um, Salvando slept on, heavily slept on, I think. Totally. Some of the other fun stuff on here. Al Simmons' names is, is everywhere. Most at-bats, most runs, most hits, most singles, most doubles. 53 doubles. Frank Banker, Frank Home Run Baker has the record for most triples with 21. Probably back in the days before fences were everywhere. Most home runs, 58 by Jimmy Fox. That makes sense. 1932. Um, Definitely thought that was going to be McGuire's name, but it wasn't. No, McGuire had the... McGuire had the rookie record at 49 for a while, though. Yes. Until Judge right. hit, what, what, Judge hit 52? Yep. Most pinch hit home runs, Jeff Burrows with four in 1982. I don't really... Know I would have probably him. guessed Matt Stairs. That's funny. Most That's RBIs, 169, Jimmy Fox, Jimmy 32. Fox. Jack Cuss, most strikeouts, 197. Wow, that is... Jack Cuss was ahead of his time. We're, 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 you watched that YouTube video with me, right? Where they totally broke down how Jack Huss was like legit. Yeah. Like very legit. We knew that anyway. I mean, but yeah, it was, he was it, before it's, his time. It's interesting how when the eye test on Jack Huss was always that he was good. And now that like advanced, they have a little more advanced analytics that they're applying to Jack Huss. It was like, oh yeah, Jack Huss was, that dude knew, that dude knew what he was doing. He knew, he knew the score. He knew that you were trying to hit home runs or get walks. That's it. Ben Grieve grounded into 32 double plays in 2000. That was probably not his rookie of the year crazy. campaign, was it? That sucks. That would be terrible. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of GID. Uh, so, um, that's it for my A's season records. In general, Dan, what was the coolest thing you saw this week? Coolest baseball? thing I saw this week in baseball was, um, uh, well, it's like it's kind of a two-parter thing. Um Adam Wainwright started against Rich Hill. The Cardinals were uh, playing the Mets. And um, it was the first time since June 18th, 2015, that two starting pitchers that were older than 40 had started against each other. Um, Those two starting pitchers in 2015 were Bartolo Colon and R.A. Dickey. It was also the Mets and the Blue Jays. And the lineups that day, for the Mets, you had Curtis Granderson, Juan Lagares, Lucas Duda... Michael Kadire, Travis Darno, Wilma Flores, John Mayberry, Ruben Tejada, and Dilson Herrera. And for the Blue Jays, you had Jose Reyes, Josh Donaldson, Jose Bautista, Justin Smoke, Chris Colabello, Russell Martin, Ezekiel Carrera, Kevin Pillar, and Ryan Gullins. Um, and just a little bit of offshoot of that. Adam Wainwright is in the middle of one of the craziest... Like Adam Wainwright is my, I, I he's he's dealing. He's found. He's absolutely dealing. Fountain of youth. And he's um, sixteen and seven. 
He's got um, his ERA is two eight eight. His ERA plus is one thirty three. His WHIP is one point zero three. Um, he's gonna go over two hundred innings, no problem. Probably over two ten with the way he's been pitching recently. Um, he's leading the league in complete games. He's got a shutout. Um, he's just the He's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. You know, like I, with this year, and you gotta think he's got. One more year, two more years. If he goes Bartolo Colon and has like three, four more years, then he starts to get over 200 wins. You know, he's at 183 right now. And, uh, you know, 300's off the board. No one's getting 300 ever again, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so 200 is, he's going to get over 2,000 strikeouts. I mean, he's won a World Series. Um, he's won a couple gold gloves. He's just, he's, it's fun to watch. I thought he was kind of done, honestly. And uh, it's really cool to see that he's not. It would be, you know, expected for him to be wrapping it up here soon. But he just keeps going. He does not seem, he's having a, he's going to end up probably having a mid-four war season yep. at age 40. Wow. Pitching. Pitching. Very impressive. On the week ahead, the A's are playing the Kansas City Royals for three games in Kansas City. And then... Three games in Anaheim. So it's a very opportune time for the A's to win a lot of games. They really need to start doing that. Not a lot of time left anymore, folks. Um, how many games left are there? We got three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. 19 games left. 19 games left. Okay, 19 games left. Can the A's go 12 and 7? I was going to say 13 and 6. 13 and 6? See where that gets them? 13 and 6. Oh my gosh, it seems so lenient. And they got to go 13 and 6 by starting. Now. By going this week, by going (laughs) 5 and 1 this week. That's right. 5 and 1. Five and I'm doubling down for the power of the 5 and 1, and that is we're, we're going 5 and 1 as a podcast. We're going to do everything we can over here. We're going to wear our jerseys. We're going to take them off if they're playing badly and put on different ones. We're going to change our seats. We're going to change our hats. We're going to change our underwear. I am maybe, fully committed to the A's going 5-1 and one this week. Maybe eat vegan on Wednesdays. Like, I don't know. We'll, Whatever comes to me we'll superstitiously, I'll give it a shot. Whatever makes the most sense. I hope you're all doing the same. Pick up every piece of trash you see. Yeah, be good. Be nice to people. Wave that to you, people. Be nice to people that are rude to you. Hold spread, up. Spread, Open doors. Spread good vibes. Yeah, pet all the dogs. Pet the cats. Tell everyone. Give the dogs and cats extra treats. Give them extra treats. Do everything that you can. Whatever you think would manifest positive energy in and around the A's as a baseball team, you are obligated to do it. <laughs> it's time. Look at the got 19 games now that, left. It's, now that it's been communicated to you, it's, it's your duty. Do it's or die. It's your duty as an A's fan. Um, and what was your, what was the coolest thing you saw? <laughs> it's painful, um, but the coolest thing I saw was the Blue Jays just refusing to quit. Absolutely amazing. They had a doubleheader. I don't remember what day it was. Maybe Friday against the Orioles, and they had lost the day before, finally, to lose maybe the first time in 10 games or something. 
And they were losing in the last inning, and then they scored four, and they won. And then the next game, they were losing in the last inning, and they scored 11, and they won. And it's just crazy. This, this, those they guys are, are crazy. This, well, I mean, it's interesting They're because... They're on an otherworldly tear. That lineup was so vaunted. That vaunted? Va- vaunted? What, is vaunted a word? I'm pretty sure vaunted. Anyway. Um, we'll go with it. Hold on. We're, 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 yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was such a vaunted lineup coming into this season. Um, and then they kind of fell a little bit flat. They weren't bad. I mean, obviously, Vladdy's been crushing it. But they were. And then all of a sudden, now it's happening. And I feel like there's a little bit of like, where is it coming from? And it's like, well, no, this is what they were supposed to be doing. Here's where I'm at. Maybe it can happen to us. Yeah. Yeah, we're a good lineup, got, too, guys. We got Big Frankie going tonight against Jackson Coar. I think the A's have faced him once. I, feel I like think it, it went poorly for him. I, it, I don't know. It probably went poorly for us. Oh, Josh Harrison leading off, Marte batting second, um, Jed Lowry DH and no crush in the lineup. Tony playing good, second. Looks good. good. Seth, lineup. Seth Brown playing right. I like that. Good looking lineup. Matt Chapman day off. That's what's happening. Yeah, he's still nursing a banged up ankle. That's oh nice. yeah, he fell up. Our A's great look back of the week is Jermaine Die, the forty-seven-year-old from Oakland, California. Hometown boy. Went to high school in Vacaville. Finished with a 20.3 career war. 111 OPS plus. 325 home runs. Yeah, he made, he made what? One all-star team? Two? Two all-star Two teams. Two all-star teams. Once in 2000 with the Royals and once in 2006 with the White Sox. I mean, 300 career, 300 career homers and a... Thousand career RBIs, they're kind of arbitrary numbers, but they're good numbers, you know? Yep, yep. The uh, the A's were traded, Jermaine Dye, from the Colorado Rockies for Todd Belitz, Mario Encarnacion, and Jose Ortiz. So I think, Great deal for us. I think we've heard of Jose Ortiz. I'm not sure about the other ones. Great deal for us. Great deal for us. I did not realize he came from the Rockies. Yeah, I thought what he I thought he played for the Royals. He did play for the Royals. Must have been a weird three team double trade situation. Oh yeah, same day. He was traded from the Rockies to the Royals for Nephi Perez and then traded to the A's. Wow. Huh. Well, Fun I stuff. loved Jermaine Dye. I loved watching Jermaine I Dye. Loved Jermaine I loved Jermaine Dye so much that I was happy when he won the World Series with the White Sox because I loved same. him so much. And he just went on to keep playing so good. He hit 44 home runs in 2006 for the A's. Played for the A's in 2001 to 2003. Only full year was 2002. Uh, in that full year, though, he was great. 110 OPS plus. And he had a cannon. 24 home runs, had a cannon. The year, the short season in 2001, he was amazing. Uh, yeah, wasn't that the year he fouled the ball that broke his leg? I think that was the playoffs, yeah, and he did that. Ouch. 13 home runs, 139 OPS plus, 366 on base. That's one of like... Total stud. He won the gold glove in 2000 also. You don't want to bring this up too much, but that's an early like sports injury that sticks out of my head for sure. I was definitely watching that game. That's how, one of the reasons you know you're watching baseball when you're like fairly young, because I was watching the game that Jermaine died, broke his leg when he, with the foul ball. Yeah. And that, you know, was like 2000, 2001. So. Um, but yeah, he was... Pretty good. Yeah, he was he's 2005 World Series MVP for the White Sox. Ooh. I don't think I knew that. I forgot about that. Wow. Well done. That's wonderful. 
That makes me super happy. <laughs> Good for him. Started um, off with the Braves, almost won rookie. Came in sixth in rookie of the year. Um, yeah, very good, good player. I think marred by maybe a few other injuries that aren't absolutely coming quickly to mind right now. But yeah. I mean, I I know he's he had two pretty big dude. injuries that I can think of, and he still had a pretty good career. So he's a six foot four, two ten athlete. So fantastic. Smile. Sometimes injuries happen when you're that big. Fantastic <laughs> smile. Uh, anyway, God bless you, Jermaine Dag. That's our look back of the week, and I think that's all we got for you. Um. We will talk to you guys next week after we go five and one. See you then. Go A's. Go A's. Bye-bye.